18th. You find your place. Let's stand one more time. Amen. Are we ready? Say amen. amen. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all, here's the word, perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verse again, verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That's Brother Joy Griffith, if he would lead us to the throne of grace. Amen. You'll be seated. We began a few weeks ago on the thought of virtue. The word virtue is found in six verses in the Word of God. It is found for strength. It means energy. The Lord said, in virtue left Him. Also, it means to give praise. It means to give honor to. If there be any good thing, good thought, any, any truth, God said, if it be any virtue, think on these things. We looked at the virtue of contentment, the learned virtue. How many still learning that one? Amen. We learned the virtue of honesty. We learned the virtue uh, of uh, several here. But tonight we want to look at this thought that perhaps the last one, but maybe the most important. Perseverance, the power virtue. Ephesians chapter number 6, beginning verse number 10 through 12, you have the enemy. Of course, we do understand tonight we have an enemy. If you're saved, born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, we have an enemy. Amen? Uh, if, you, if you know Jesus Christ, the moment you trust Him, we have an enemy. In verse, chapter 6, verse 13 through 17, we have the equipment. I'm so excited our patch club is working now on this armor. And uh, when they get all their armor together, we're going to have them come out here and show you their armor. They've been working on it. And, and uh, some of you saw jug, milk jugs come in, but oh, no, no, no. Them's helmets of salvation. They ain't got there yet. Amen. And so the equipment. But verse 18 through 20, we see the energy. How that we can stand. The uh, Bible says in Ephesians, when, when you've done all to stand. I could have titled this tonight, How to Stand in These Last Days. The key word there is perseverance. It is the key that keeps us from giving up, throwing in the towel, laying down and quitting. Perseverance is that power to go on in spite 
of all the difficulties. We use words like keep on keeping on. We use words like hang in there. We use words like don't quit. On a flight from Portland, Maine to Boston in the summer of 1987, a pilot heard an unusual noise at the rear of the aircraft. His name was Henry Dempsey. They were, they were, had already dropped down and headed into a landing, but the noise was so loud that he decided, I really need to check this out. So he gets to the back and he noticed that the rear door of the plane had not been fastened correctly. And about that time as they were coming in, the door just flew off. And immediately the co-pilot seeing the red light knew what had happened and he radioed the airport and, and uh, told him, he said, he said, uh, Dempsey has been blown out of the plane. And so they landed it and sure enough, when they landed it, on the side of the plane, Dempsey had caught a ladder and managed to hold on for 10 minutes while that plane landed. As a matter of fact, it is said that many of the, of the workers had to pry his hands off the ladder. That's perseverance. That's perseverance. The Bible considers perseverance a priority. As a matter of fact, I believe I would be bold to say this. If we ever accomplish anything for the glory of God, it's going to take some perseverance. I don't know how to be much more simpler. I know we got guests tonight or maybe to be a little kinder or sweeter than, than the fact that if you're always quitting, if you're always quitting, if you're always quitting, probably will not accomplish much for God. Bible, Paul expressed character building this way. Romans 5, 3, not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Hebrew writer also talked about perseverance being that which builds character. Hebrews 10, 36, for ye have need of patience, that you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Practical truth of perseverance is that. So let me give you four things tonight that are an absolute must if we have the virtue of perseverance. Number one, you've got to accept the unchangeable. How many understands tonight there's going to be some things you're simply just not going to change? First four years that I pastored, I really believed this. I really believed that if I preached, everybody's going to get saved. And I believed that if I'm, when I get to be the pastor, I tell you, I'll change everybody. Everybody's going to get saved, and everybody's going to live right after four years of a long bad hair. Hallelujah, glory to God, blessed be His name, when I realized I cannot, I cannot change anyone. 
Some of you will get a hold of this. It'll help you. You got to accept the unchangeable. There's some things we're simply not going to change. Amen? We're simply just not going to change things. William Barclay described perseverance this way. The courageous acceptance of everything life can do to us and the transmitting of even the worst event into another step on the upward way. Wow. Some circumstances are simply not going to change. If you talk to a young person more than five minutes, they'll make a statement like this. I know parents have never heard this. That ain't fair. I know you've never heard that statement, have you? <laughs> Can I help you? Sometimes life's not there. Sometimes life's not there. Injustice comes to everybody's life. Sometimes in one way or another, we all fall out of an unlocked airplane door. What we've got to remember is this. God is in charge of our lives. Amen. I mean, and his desire is that he might grow us and mold us and make us with the good times and the bad times. The easy times and the hard times. When those things that bring tears and those things that bring laughter. I, I, I do, it's, you know, this is really heartbreaking. I used to ask older preachers, I'd say, tell me, uh, as, a, as an older preacher, pastor for years, uh, what, what can I do and is there any advice you have to give me? You know you're getting old when I have young men coming up to me and say, listen, what kind of advice can you give me? And I said, huh? <laughs> I'm still asking. But I'll never forget, I asked a man once, a preacher, and he pastored for many years. I said, what, can I, what kind of advice would you give me? Now, I love this. He said, here's, here's advice that I'll give you. When your people laugh, you laugh. When they cry, you cry. When they hurt, you hurt. When they're on top side, you be on top side. And I thought about that so many times. What he's simply saying is there's some things, some things in life we're not going to change. Perhaps the greatest example of this is that thing we call a pearl. The oyster gives us a beautiful picture of uh, perseverance. The pearl is a product of pain. An alien substance, a grain of sand, will get inside the shell. And almost immediately, this, this oyster will, will, will rush all of its resources to that hurt and begin to cover it over and, and over and over and over and over until the hurt goes away. And because of that, we have what we have today, one of the most beautiful, most beautiful gems called a pearl. No other one is more fascinating, amen, 
And it is a symbol of stress. It is a symbol of, of, of pain. But it's precious because if you really know what it's about, it comes because of perseverance. Esther didn't quit. Got my feelings hurt. Quentin didn't quit. Didn't quit. Oh, I just didn't quit. Stayed with the stuff. And it kept on going over and over and over to gradually it produced a beautiful pearl. Can I help you tonight? How many times have you heard people say, well, I tell you, when I get to heaven, I can't wait to see the streets of gold. Amen. I can't either. Hallelujah. Someone said, man, I can't wait to see the throne of, uh, of our Lord. Some says, I can't wait to see the walls of Jasper and all of those things. But can I help you to understand what do you think is the first thing you're going to see? And then you're going to see Jesus. But then the next thing when you approach, what's the first thing you're going to see? A gate of pearl. The first thing you're going to recognize is the price that was paid for you to be there. I know some people believe when they get there, they're going to march in and say, Hey, I've arrived. I'm here. But I'm going to tell you something. That's not the way it's going to be. We'll see Jesus, and then he's going to lead you to a pearl, a gate of pearl, to remind you and remind me the price for me to get to enter in. We celebrate this morning. We remembered his body. We remembered his blood. I want you to know this, this thing of perseverance so much. You know what? It's, you know what that pearl is going to represent? That pearl is going to represent that Jesus should have. He could have in any given time just quit but he didn't quit on me. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. Now had he looked at me and he looked down through time and saw me, he would have said, you know, you're not worth it. You're not fit for my body and my blood. You're not fit for the price I'll have to pay. But hallelujah, he didn't do that. He went to the cross of Calvary. He rose that third day that I might be saved and I'm going to know the price that was paid. You say, what's that going to do? That's going to make heaven so sweet. That's going to make heaven so wonderful. I got to think about that today. You know what? It's going to be it's going to be wonderful when we see that gate of pearl. We're going to recognize real, real quickly. Jesus, it's a price you paid, and you persevered, persevered. J. B. Phillips paraphrased these verses this way, or James one two through four this way. When all kinds of trials crowd into your lives, my brother, don't resent them as intruders, but welcome them as friends. Realize they have come to test your perseverance. But let the process go on until that perseverance is 
fully developed. And you will find that you become men and women of mature character. Number one, you got to accept the unchangeable. Number two, you got to adjust to the obstacles. A young naval captain commanding his first battleship, as he pierced through the darkness on the ocean one night, a light appeared in a dark distance coming directly towards the ship. Commander radio, on your course, 10 degrees. Reply comes shortly, no, you on your course, 10 degrees. An undaunted captain angrily sent a messenger, on your course, I'm a destroyer. A reply came quickly, on your course, I'm a lighthouse. Sometimes we have to adjust our way to fit the realities of life. Proverb writer said it this way in 22.3, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. Now young people, young people look at me, all of you, this is the reason we do what we do here. But the simple pass on and are punished. Simple can't recognize the evil of it, something or the danger in something. How many times have your young people wanted you to let them do something, you saw the danger in it, and then, why, why, why? They can't understand. Because they don't see the danger in it. But you do. And circumstances come our way that we've got to adjust. We've got to adjust some things. And if you can't adjust to obstacles, I'm telling you, you're going to be in a tizzy most of the time. There's always going to be adjustments. That's the reason why this has probably got me in more trouble than anything else ever has. Years ago, people I'm around, I would share with them my heart. I would say, you know what? I think God wants us to do this and do this. Man, I'm, I think God wants us to do this and do this. I'm always thinking. But you know what I've had to learn? Is God don't think the way I do. God doesn't do things the way he never does things the way I think they ought to be done. Rarely do I come up with a plan that God ever uses. And if I'm going to be the pastor I need to be, I've got to adjust to say, not my way, but your way. Not my will, but your will be done. And you got to be willing to, if you can't adjust. Thomas Carlyle wrote, the block of granite that was an obstacle in the pathway of the weak becomes a stepping stone in the pathway of the strong. How many of you understand this? There'll be obstacles tomorrow. There'll be a traffic jam. You're stuck. Now you got one of two choices. You can run and rave and cuss and blow your horn and throw things and guess what? Still gonna be there. 
You, you understand? There's some things except the unchangeable. You got just the obstacles. There might be circumstances in your life tonight you're trying to change. And you've been trying to change them and you can't change them. And here's the thing. If you, if you, don't, if you can't adjust, you can't adjust. And I'm going to be very honest with you. Some of, God, some of God's greatest work He does in our lives is when we like Him to adjust those things and obstacles that come. I'll give you one illustration. I had visited all day. I had been to Valdez. I'd been to Caldwell County. I'd been to Catawba. I'd been to Fry. I'd been to Caldwell County. Walked back into the church and a person called, would you go down and see so and so? Yeah, yeah, I, I could do that. And I hit the phone. I said, oh my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> so I crawled all the way down there. They weren't even a member of the church. I get down there. Well, they're going to home. So I just walked out. And I, I remember. I remember it like yesterday. And I walked down in a, a hallway. Hey, you, come here. And there was a little woman in there, and she said, "Are you a preacher?" And those words, at that moment, and I just dropped my head and said, Ma'am, I'm trying. I'm trying. She said, I've been waiting all day for somebody to come by and pray for me. You bow right down here and you pray first and then I'm going to pray. And I said a few things and then that woman began to pray. And she began to pat me on top of the head. And that woman prayed. And oh my soul. I'm honest, just God just filled that place. I left that day and I thought, God, if you'll help me, I'll never complain about another visit. And God adjusted some obstacles to get me to experience that. I would have never got to experience. Number three. Number one, you've got to accept the unchangeable. How many of you understand there's some things you're not going to change? Amen. Amen. You've got to adjust to the obstacles. Number three, you've got to abide with patience. Someone once said, you can do anything if you have patience. You carry water in a bucket full of holes if you wait until it freezes. That's right. Some of you look at me like I lied. No. You can. But most of us, so I know why some of you are saying, Preacher, you, you don't have any. <laughs> Unfortunately, we aren't that patient. We usually pray something like this, Lord, give me patience and I want it now. Margaret Thatcher, British Prime Minister, said this, I'm extraordinarily patient provided I get my own way in the end. We can't learn patience by listening to a sermon 
Unless the sermon is so long, we have to practice patience. We can't learn patience by reading the book unless the book is so boring that we have to muster up patience to finish it. The only way you're going to learn patience is by facing this crazy world and taking life as it comes. It's holding on when everybody else quits. It's standing when everybody else lays down. It is, it is, it is, it is dear church member. And it makes no difference if you're a member here at Solid Rock or Wayside or wherever you're a member. It makes no difference. It is being faithful when it's not easy. You understand, sometimes it's easy to be faithful. Sometimes it's a little bit harder. Sometimes you've got to do it on purpose. One dear lady was just telling me before service how sick she was this morning, but she was here, she filled her place. She said, I had to cry through service. That's good, but she was here. And God rewards that. Believers are exhorted to display patience. James 5, 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, to the coming of the Lord. Oh, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. James used a farmer as an illustration. Farmer can't make it rain. He can't make anything grow. He's got to be patient and believe God. The secret to patience is abiding in patience. Last of all, number one, we've got to accept the unchangeable. We've got to adjust to the obstacles. We've got to abide with patience. And sometimes that's tough. Then number four, we've got to affirm. We've got to affirm the presence. As we grow into that that looks more like Jesus Christ, well, remember, He's with us. Sometimes God's like a teacher instructing us. Sometimes He's like a fellow worker challenging us. Sometimes God's like a spectator encouraging us to keep on. Whatever, whatever it is, we need to understand. God, understand. He's with me. Brother Johnny, how long have you been at Wayside now? About two and a half years. Okay, you're getting, you got broken good. If you preach a pastor, if you can't get here, you won't make it. How do you, you've got to get to the place. Now Lord... I know you saved me by your marvelous grace. I know you called me. Those things are settled. And I know, God, you put me here. Lord, I'm just honest with you. I ain't making no sense out of nothing right now. And to be honest with you, Lord, that makes no sense to me. I know you put me here. And so, Lord, for today, I'm just going to be here. I'm going to stand. And I'm going to do right. Because I know if you put me here, you're with me. I remember preaching the first time at, uh, in a little white church. I even remember what I prayed. I, I mean, I had, I had been preaching a whole nine months. Not even nine months, maybe six months. Whole six months, I remember sitting on the front pew and praying, 
please God, don't leave me up there by myself. I look like an idiot. Please don't leave me up there by myself. 23 down the road, I still pray that. I prayed it tonight. I said, please God, please leave me up there by myself. Please don't leave me that way. I can tell you I have preached messages and he's been with me every time. No, no, there's some I've done myself. And trust me, I've done it myself and that's about what we got. About what we got. But I said, praise God, don't leave me there by myself. And regardless of what, if we're going to persevere. We're going to persevere. We have to understand and affirm that presence of God that's with us. Isaiah 40, 28 said, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of all ends of the earth, don't miss this, fainteth not, neither is weary. He don't get tired. Well, I get tired sometimes. I get tired sometimes. And there's been more than once. More than once I've had to say, God, I don't have the strength but since you're not tired, let me have yours. All I miss is there's no searching of his understanding. How many times have you not understood something? I mean, it didn't make sense. You didn't understand it. But I got somebody with me. There's no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint. We're living that day. I have never seen a day when young people are as tired as they are now. I look at them and say, you know, by the time you get my age, you ain't going to be walking. You're not going to make it. Notice, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run, not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. And the secret is in affirming God's presence. God says, just trust me. God says, just lean on me. God just says, just fall in my arms, I'll catch you. There is a famous concert pianist by the name of Ignis Paderewski. And if you can pronounce it better, jump up and say it. Amen. Ignis Paderewski. His mother, a mother wanted to encourage her young son on the piano, so she bought tickets to his performance. The time, when the night arrived, they got to the concert hall. The mother spied a friend, so she, so she ran to speak to her, and the little boy seized the opportunity to explore the concert hall. A little boy made his way through the, up to the stage. Suddenly, the curtains opened up, spotlights focused, on the impressive Steinway on stage, the mother saw to her a shock. The little boy sitting at the keyboard playing 
twinkle, twinkle little star. His mother gasped, but about that time, Paderewski come out, the great piano master. He went up to the behind the boy and whispered in his ear, Don't quit, just keep playing. Leaning, he took his left hand and began to play with him, filling in the bass parts. A little while, he took his right hand, went around and filled it in. And the master took twinkle, twinkle, little star, while the little boy kept playing it, and made a masterpiece of it. It has been said, it has been one of the greatest songs that's ever been. The crowd was mesmerized. God comes along. He takes our twinkle, twinkle little star. And He whispers, Don't quit. Don't quit. Just keep playing. Just keep preaching. Just keep serving. Just keep doing. Just keep teaching. Just keep going. And then, when we don't notice it, He takes a big arm of grace, plays. Then He takes His other arm, puts it over here. And He takes and makes our little twinkle, twinkle little star sound like it's something wonderful for His glory. He does that all the time. But He can't do that when we quit. Had a little boy said, Oh no, I'm not going to do this. And jumped up, he could have left the stage. Now, to listen to me real quickly, a whole lot of God's people has left the stage. It's not that God don't want to use them. He does. It's that He can't use them. He can't. Are you close to quitting? Please, just keep, just keep. Just keep going. Don't quit. Are you tired of living for Christ? Oh, just hang in there. Don't don't quit. Feel like giving up on a Christian? Don't quit. Roll up your sleeves. Get back in the fight. Can't resist temptation. Accept God's forgiveness and keep on doing right. If you feel like sorry and disappointed and greeting everyone, hold on. Help, help is just around the corner. Perseverance prevails. Blessed is a man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Perseverance, the powerful virtue. Here tonight, maybe your perseverance is low. It ain't gone. Tonight, with the help of God, I want to try to lift it. I want God to lift it up. Say, I'm just not going to quit. Maybe tonight some of you need to re-enlist in the service of God. Maybe you got tired of praying. Won't you get back to praying? You got tired of God's book. Get back to it. Maybe you got tired of serving. Get back to serving. Because at the end of the day, 
We're all going to stand before God and give an account. Let's all stand to our feet, every head bowed, and every eye closed.